0: Hey y'all, this is Lindsay, owner of Tops and Love. So, recently, we've been dealing with a lot with the daycare, of course. But more recently, we've been dealing with a lot of viruses circulating around both buildings. Now, I've dealt with every virus imaginable since starting. Well, okay, I take that back. Not every virus imaginable, but... I have experienced dealing with, like, hand for the mouth, of course, the common cold, the flu. Um, I even had, you know, an encounter with COVID. So I like to think that I am pretty knowledgeable on signs and symptoms of when kids need to stay at home and not come to daycare. One of the issues that I've, well, uh, it's a lot of issues, but one of them is realizing that I have a lot of parents who are first-time parents, and they are not aware of a lot of the childhood viruses, uh, illnesses that circulate, and how severe they can be. So, uh, maybe last month, we got hit really, really hard with RSV to the point I had to close both buildings. Um, I mean, kids were just getting sick back to back to back. And... My biggest concern with them getting sick is, number one, trying to avoid spreading whatever virus is going around. Number two, trying to keep my staff uh, safe so that they don't catch whatever it is. And number three, just being protective of children because everybody's immune system and everybody's body responds differently. So, for instance, with the RSV, I have one uh, toddler. Who ended up having a seizure because his temperature was so high with the fever that came with the RSV. So these are big issues, big concerns of mine. And uh, the week before last, I ended up having to close because hand for the mouth went around. <sighs> if anybody has dealt with hand for the mouth, you know how hard it is to contain. It's almost impossible to contain this virus and prevent it from spreading. Like there's so many protocols that you have to take to possibly reduce it. And that being because hand for the mouth is transmittable through respiratory symptoms, uh, through fecal matter, and also through the bumps that come onto the skin that eventually form into blisters and pop. Now the respiratory part of it is the kicker. Because when you're in a building with all kids under the age of five years old, it is almost impossible to get them to properly wipe their noses, make sure they're washing their hands after they touch their nose, uh, cover their mouths when they cough, especially with the infants and toddlers. Like they don't even have any type of logic of covering their mouth or, you know, protecting other people from their germs. And rightfully so, they are they're one, two, you know, sometimes three years old. So I ended up having to close uh, my infant toddler building for one week, just trying to get on top of it before it ended up spreading to the other building or even it was a couple of kids who didn't get affected. So I ended up closing. And when I reopened last week, it hit the other building. So I kind of took a time gap and came back like, Hey, I'm here again. And, it really forced me to look into my program. So there's, there's different ways to look at things. Number one, I can say, oh, all these parents keep bringing in their kids sick. They're not looking for symptoms. Once they come into the building, that's it. Like the virus is just spread, which is technically true. Like parents should be aware of these symptoms and what to look for, so that they don't bring their children into the building and do not infect other kids. But how i'm looking at it is okay this is happening too much way too much i when i was home based i never had to close like there were i think two or three cases of hand foot the mouth and the first case i didn't know what it was so of course it impacted a few more kids than the um the other cases but at the same time i wasn't i didn't have as many kids and, you know, now when I have a program that can hold 28 kids, I'm looking like, okay, I need to protect everybody. And what is the best way of doing that? So that's one way of looking at it. And another way of looking at it, because I try to be accountable for anything that happens within my personal life, within my business. Like, I really want to look at what role that I play in it and how can I correct it so that it doesn't happen again. Um I made the mistake of hiring staff with no experience. And I say mistake because I'm all for you know teaching and training, but you have to have some type of level of self, self-efficiency in order to excel in any role. That's what childcare, that's what anything you do in life, if you don't put in the time and effort to actually research what you're doing, read about what you're doing, take heed to what other people are advising you to do, take it upon yourself to, you know, uh, to reach out to different resources just so that you're more knowledgeable and you're better in what it is that you're doing. If you fail to do that, working in childcare with no experience is going to be a complete fail. There's no way you can be in this field and feel like, oh, I'll just wing it. No. Yeah, there are some instances where you can wing it. For instance, if you didn't create your lesson plans the night before, you didn't prepare the right way. And, oh, okay, I'm going to go in today because I know that we can incorporate the theme into play Like, that's winging it, but that still takes experience. That takes knowledge because it's not easy to wing an activity and still incorporate the themes and the lessons for that week. And keep the kids engaged. That's the most important part because you can create an activity, but are the kids interested in what you're doing? So, you know, that was one thing that I realized, like, okay, me putting individuals in a facility with no experience and pretty much I'm not going to say no guidance because I was there but not enough guidance because it was impossible for me to stretch myself between four programs so that was something that I realized a mistake that I made and also another mistake is some of the procedures that I have that were not being followed so it goes into breaking down like <clears throat> what it takes to be a successful childcare program. Me not being the main person that's dealing with the children all day and putting somebody else in that role or putting other individuals in that role, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it really opened my eyes to how I have to be on top of what they're doing, what they're not doing. So that I can see why things are going the way that they're going. And there were just simple things like, you know, it was a couple of instances with diaper changing procedures, hand washing, wiping noses. And it's like, you know, a, a light bulb went off. I'm like, this is why these viruses are spreading like this. Like, I was just at the point where I was like, wow, like, you know, I felt bad because it's like, what if, you know, some of this could have been avoided? Like, I take everything very serious and very, you know, personal. So, of course, I'm looking at it like all these kids are getting sick. You know, parents are frustrated because their kids are sick. They still have to pay tuition rates. I'm closing. So the kids who were able to come can't come because I closed. You know, I'm trying to prevent this virus from spreading even more, which at the end end of the day, it was impossible because it ended up spreading to ultimately uh, almost every kid um and it really made me look at my program and how to protect and be proactive you know even with you know COVID with this pandemic going around at some point there was one program who was exposed to this virus and they were the ones who had to learn how to respond to it and I believe that's ultimately what the country did like Nobody really knows a definite answer. Like, yeah, you can listen to doctors. You can listen to research. But ultimately, everyone was trying something out. Let's see if the masks work. Let's see if quarantining works, you know. And ultimately, it's like this virus still spread. And it's the same with the viruses at childcare. Like, yeah, COVID is a big deal. But people have to remember that RSV is a big deal. Hand for the mouth is a big deal. There are other viruses that are going around that can affect kids and adults that are big deals, you know? So let's not dismiss them. Let's not just focus on COVID, COVID, COVID. Like, it's so many other factors that we have to consider. So that's where I'm at right now. Just really, uh, I want to, uh, I'm sitting with a couple of teachers. One one Saturday, uh, upcoming Saturday, so that we can record videos on how to properly change the diaper and making sure like all these Like, if a child has an accident at nap time that is being disposed of the proper way that my staff is protected, like, wearing gloves and taking the, you know, proper precautions so that they're not exposed to anything else, and it's important, like, I never realized how much I did on my own that I felt was common sense, like, oh, you know, everybody should know how to do this, but... Or even showing a person like I, I've trained my teachers, and you know they're new teachers, but I have trained them, thinking like, oh, okay, you got it, yeah, I got it, Miss Lindsay. Okay, cool, and I step away, and they don't have it. So that's a big thing because I need you, I need to know that you understand what I'm telling you because at the end of the day, that is the difference between a child going home sick, uh, a program closing, or you know a teacher getting sick, and at this point, you know, I've lost a few kids, and I know it's because you're trying to get people to uh, replicate my passion and my drive and my vision for my brand. You know, that's been a difficult journey for me, and I lost a few kids. Like, I had one parent who, you know, we actually have a, a, a good relationship to where She was like, you know... I didn't want to take her out, but well, she took her kid out and she put her into a different preschool program. And she said, you know, she didn't want to take her out. But with me not being the teacher to her, you know, she felt like her child could be pushed to do more in a different program. And I wholeheartedly understood, you know, like this whole journey is a learning lesson, you know, and I'm really taking heed to it because I know that everything that I'm going through is preparing me for something greater. So, yeah, right now I need to figure out how to keep everybody safe because that's something that's going to affect my brand. You know, like, oh, Tops of Love is the brand where if one kid catches a virus, it's going to spread throughout all the programs. Like, that's not a reputation that I want at all. So it's really like, okay, how do I prevent this? And the number one answer that I have to that is training my staff, like really going over, Okay, I trained you today. I'm going to give you some time to practice to make sure you're implementing it the right way. And then we're going to do an assessment. And really, like, now I understand, like, why there's so many, you know, evaluations and why companies, you know, do all of these assessments and evaluations with their employees. Because I need to know that you're performing efficiently when I'm not around. And typically, if a person is doing things the right way, when you evaluate them, you know what to look for. Like, okay, they did it with ease or, you know, they did it the right way. They didn't forget this. Because nine times out of ten, if it's a step that they forget, they haven't been doing it the entire time. So so I'm, I'm really working on, like, this training part of it, you know. Like, I want multiple daycares. And before I get that, I have to get this basic stuff down pat so that I know what to look for. Not even me. So that other people who are working, you know, in director positions so that they know what to look for. And it's something that's consistent throughout the program. Everybody changes the diaper, like, you know, you go to McDonald's, like they have a policy or a procedure on how to flip the burgers, how to, you know, put the fries in the, in the fryer, how to take them out, how to season them. Everybody has the same program that they're following, you know, and that's what I'm want to do with my brand. Just making sure that everything is consistent across the board. So, You know, a couple of things had to be changed. A couple of people had to be removed from uh, positions just to allow them to grow more. Um, You know, and sometimes that can be taken personally. So, you know, at this point, like I said, like I want the best for my team. I want them to be the best childcare providers because ultimately that reflects on the brand. That reflects on us. And if they're the best at what they do, It won't be hard finding kids and filling the programs up, you know. So, yeah, I'm on my way in right now, uh, about to get my day started. Uh, So, yeah, I'll check in with you guys later.